Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. When you're a true player, you look for every advantage you can get. Congratulations. You just found it. The winning edge. Sports gaming strategies and information you won't find anywhere else. 24 hours a day. Seven days a week. This is Sports Grid Radio on Sirius XM. Edge. This is the Sports Grid Radio Network. You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Scumbags! Let's rage! Sports Rage with Gabe Marinci. Rage all you want. This is Sports Rage. I am Gable Branson, the Pips, the Pirates, the Hustlers, the people to bust them, and everybody else in between. We're kicking it. Sports Grid Radio Network's the loudest station in the nation. Sirius XM Channel 204. We'll re-welcome our AM radio affiliates in a couple of moments. Monday Night Football tonight. Giants cover again on the road. Amazing, isn't it? 12-2 and two against the spread. Their last 14 road games. And it really is just amazing to me when you consider, quite frankly, how bad they are. Like, you know what I mean? You know, that, that's the deal. Like, it's just, it, it's baffling because they are bad. Like, it's not like they're, you know what? They're, they are bad, but they could be better. To me, the New York Giants, the roster isn't really like, it, it, the roster's fine. I think the coaching is bad. And Jason Garrett, listen, it's low hanging fruit. It's low, it's low hanging fruit. You know, we get it. Aha, Jason Garrett sucks and all that. Yet the fact of the matter is, it's 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 almost criminal now at this point in time. Like it honestly is. Like you got to ask yourself. All right, there's 32 teams in the National Football League, so there's 32 offensive coordinator positions. Offensive coordinator is supposed to be you're an offensive like mind. You know what I mean? You're 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 an offensive mind. Not to mention it's 2021 right now, going on 2022. It's gonna be 2022 in like uh, eight weeks. Hard to believe, sad to say, but it's true. So you're telling me that Jason Garrett is one of the brightest and sharpest offensive minds in the world. He's one of the 32 smartest guys. Like the fact that the fact that the New York Giants think it's a good idea to have Jason Garrett as their offensive coordinator. Let's you need, like, everything you need to know about the organization. They're accepting mediocrity. 
Jason Garrett is their offense coordinator because the Maras like him. He was the backup quarterback there, and they like him. Right? So... Like you gotta ask yourself, so like, like what, why? Like, offensive coordinator is a very important position. You know what I mean? Like, Jason Garrett should be the assistant to the head coach type thing. You know, like if you want Jason Garrett around, fine. Jason Garrett should be around, but not really in charge of anything, right? He's there. You say, listen, we're gonna hire you as an advisor. You know what I mean? You see, like a lot of these older coaches and stuff. Former coaches will get hired on a team. Assistant head coach, they call it. Assistant coach, right? It's basically you're on the staff, you're an advisor, you're there, you're in the meetings, you're at practice, but you're not really in charge of anything, right? Like Jason Garrett is in charge of the offense. And you got to ask yourself, so we just gave Kenny Galladay $74 million. We drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. Jason Garrett is the exact guy we need to call the place for these guys. This is Sports Rage. I am Gabriel Moranci. The pimps, the players, the hustlers, the people that bust them, and everybody else. In between, we're picking it down on the Monday Night Meltdown. Pete Annapolis will step up, and then we'll talk some basketball later with Pete, former assistant coach with the UMass Minutemen. Uh, we'll talk a little college basketball, actually. We'll start to kick tires uh, on the college season uh, eight days away. Actually, uh, starts not uh, not tomorrow, but next Tuesday. So it's rapidly approaching, man, college basketball. Oh, God, I don't know if I can handle it. I mean, the, the Clippers just gave me a heart attack. And you know, the, uh, if you think Clipper basketball is bad, watch some college basketball. Right? <laughs> some of these games, man, they'll take years. They'll take years off your life. So New York Giants cover tonight. Uh, Giants get it done on the road uh, this evening. Toronto Raptors uh, tonight. I bring this game up, actually, very because it was an interesting one in the sense that it was the 75th anniversary game uh, tonight. 75 years ago, on November the 1st in 1946, the first ever, ever NBA game was played. And it was between the New York Knicks and the Toronto Huskies. And the game was in Toronto. So, I don't understand why tonight's game was not in Toronto. You had the right teams playing. You had the Knicks play the Raptors tonight. Yeah, and they're not called the Huskies. They're called the Raptors now. And just for the record, you know the Raptors about seven years ago nearly changed their name to the Huskies. The Raptors had like a they had one of the presidents and the executives and stuff. They thought the Raptor name like was done and it was too kid-like and stuff. And word got out. And they started, like, to brand it. They had, like, Husky night and stuff. So they made Husky jerseys. They had a floor where it was Huskies. I swear to God, the Raptors never won. <laughs> like, every time they, they called themselves the Huskies and they put the Husky floor out, they never won. And people sort of got wind of it, of what do you mean you're going to, you know what I mean? You can't change the name. And then they were like, all right, we're going to get rid of the dinosaur. And they did, but the fact of the matter is the dinosaur is the coolest logo in sport. And they just they just released the new NBA City Edition jerseys. Uh, we'll get into this a little bit. And the Raptors, it's super sick. It's, it's the black and gold OVO Drake stuff, but with the old dinosaur, it's amazing. <laughs> this is Sports Rage. Bring it. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Attention to the world around you! Follow me, at Chico Palmo, on Twitter, and stay tuned to The Technology Minute for more cool stuff like this! You're listening to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. They just plain sucked. I've seen teams suck before, but they were the suckiest bunch of sucks that ever sucked. Late night anger management class. Insert team name. Um, I I have a bunch of, um, I've got a bunch of screens on and stuff. I don't know why, just in case breaking news and the late night hours and stuff like that. A lot of times it's just Sports Center over and over, you know. But I flick around to the different networks. And uh, I see there's a lot of talk right now about the Chicago Blackhawk uh, situation. Uh, Joel Quenville, Blackhawks, NHL. Gary Bettman, NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman, had a press conference uh, today. And from what I understand, it didn't go very well for anybody. It was one of those deals where there was more, there was more questions after the press conference than there was before, in which... All the time, man. The cover-up is always worse than the crime, man. And it's like they just won't admit stuff ever, right? Even when they, it's there, like they won't admit it. But nevertheless, we'll get to it. We'll bring Kurtz in in a second. I just want to say, and I'll tell you, Matthias, and everybody tuning in, we were talking about uh, the City Edition NBA jerseys. Um, I retweeted the link. So if you go to my Twitter, at SportsRage, there's a thread, and it's very simple. There's a thread, and it leads, leads you into every team. So you can look at uh, every team's city edition jerseys. And it's a cash grab. Let's just call it out for what it is. And the Toronto Raptors have six jerseys this year. Six jerseys. And you know this, the L.A. Rams have, have applied, and I believe they were approved. The Rams next year, and let's bring George Kurtz in on this. George, how, like, how do you feel? What do you, what, what do you feel about alternate jerseys and stuff like that? You know, like in hockey, you're a big hockey guy. Baseball, you're a Yankee guy. Look, it's funny. Your teams are very traditional, right? Cowboys were one of the few teams that never change anything. <laughs> and the Yankees really don't change anything. You're like my Dodgers. We uh, Look at the Dodgers jersey from the 50s. Look at the Dodger jersey now. It's the same effing thing. 
right? But what do you make of like all these alternate jerseys and stuff, Kurtz? Are you down? I'm not going to say I don't like some of them, but as a fan, I hate it. I hate them. I mean, I don't want the Yankees to change their jersey. I don't, even the gray uh, road ones, right? The gray, the gray road jerseys. I like them fun. I don't like, I don't like changing that way. But I'm not going to tell you I haven't liked some of them on the other teams. I like the Red Sox when they wear the red jerseys. I think that's kind of cool. I like them best when they wear their black jerseys. I kind of like that. Uh, I mean, the Cowboys. I don't like it when they put the they have the they put that star on, you know, on their uh, shoulders. I really, I'm not a big fan of that. I don't hate <laughs> it, but I don't like it. I'd rather just go with the white at home. You know, wear the blue when they. Uh, uh, when only they time Cowboys, George. You, you would know better than me, but off the top of my head, it's pretty much ever always been the same, except except when the T.O. era, right? Remember they had, like, the blue on the shoulders and stuff? You know what I mean? It was like, it's it was more blue. It in the 90s. Yeah, on exactly. In the 90s, he, uh, he, uh, Jerry Jones is doing it. I don't like it. I just don't. I, and I have one of them. I have an Emmett Smith one with uh, you know, a star. It actually looks okay. I just like the traditional jersey more. And if you're an old-time Cowboy fan, I guess what bothers people more than, more, more than anything, the blue jerseys were always a jinx. Uh, that's oh, when Dallas wore blue, they would lose. Was <laughs> it was coincidence more than anything else. But you know, it was they because they rarely wore blue. Most teams wear their colored jerseys at home. Dallas never did that, and so generally when you go on the road, if the home teams wearing their colored jerseys, Dallas still wearing white. But teams would change it up every now and then. You know, they would change it up for two reasons: one, if they believed in the jinx; two, if you're playing someplace hot. That you'd want the you know you'd want the road team to wear a darker jersey, darker colors absorb the heat, that sort of thing here. So I don't like it uh, as far as for most of my teams. That being said, the Islanders rarely wear it, but I didn't mind the Islanders uh, the black jerseys they were going for. Yeah, they were going for that when they played in Brooklyn, the Brooklyn Nets theme there, so they were going with those. Exactly. Those, but they rarely wore them. The orange ones are okay. Yeah, but once again, I prefer the traditional. Did you have you seen? Did you see? I tweeted out a picture of it. Did you see the Dallas Stars one, the neon one? That's like, oh, yes. man, it, it makes the Seattle Seahawks one seem bland, bro. Like, on the ice, like, I watched the game the other night. They were wearing it. It was actually, like, distracting. <laughs> like, I can't, like, I, I was like, I don't know if I like these or don't like them. It was one of those. They're so bold. It's like, the first thing I thought was like, oh, my God, these are terrible. Right? And then I was like, I don't know. <laughs> then I'm like... They're kind of, you know, I give them, I give them credit for being bold here. They're bright ass green, aren't they, George? Like it's bright, man. <laughs> like you said, distracting. That's a good word for it. Uh, they're hard to watch. It's just hard to watch when you get that. And maybe because it is distracting, because you're looking at the jersey, you're like, what the hell are they going for here? I hate the Seattle Seahawks when they do their highlighters. I hate most of the color rush things, by the way. I mean, I've had Jets and uh, Jets and Bills have played a couple of times like Christmas out there. And one's all green. Yeah, the candy cane game. What's going on? Candy cane. That's another good one there. So I dislike it. Like I said, it's, you know what? I think it's for me because I'm I know what they're, why they're doing it. It's all about money. They're not doing it, you know, oh, let's look at these. These things are cool. They're doing it for money. They want you to go spend. They want all of us to go spend money now on new jerseys. You know, go get your new uh, Jake, uh, you know, uh, Josh Allen jersey, that sort of thing. Go get your new Dak Prescott jersey. That's what they want you to do and go spend 100 bucks. Well, yeah, well, they're not 100 anymore. Yeah, 179, 140, whatever, exactly. They're even more. You know, it's listen, the Oregon Ducks started it and it was cool and it was a recruiting tool and it was basically Nike, right? Like Nike is the school, they run it, they Phil Knight, and he basically said, All right, we'll just make them, you know, a million jerseys and cool different uniforms. And then you saw in college football it started to take off. And it matters. Like basically kids like cool looking stuff, man. 
right? And it's like, listen, you want to go to that school, Penn State, and you want to wear white like they have and just look like a nobody? Or you want to wear some metallic cool helmet and, oh, yeah, we have – how many – George, like, I don't know if you know this. How many uniform combinations do you think the Oregon Duck football team has? I have no idea. From the way you're talking, I'm guessing it's a hell of a lot. Uh, are we talking double digits here? Yeah, here it is. How many uh, – this is actually almost annoying and stupid. It's actually like it is stupid. 327. <laughs> How is for, this year, for, for this year. For this year. For this year. This year. Like, they're, I'm talking from, like, shoes, socks, pants, helmet. You know what I mean? Like, from the entire – they have 327 different versions they could wear. <laughs> That's nuts. Uh, come on. That, that's going overboard here. I was worried about double digits. They've gone well at the triple digits. That, that's crazy. That's just abs- – I mean, I thought when you're a teacher, you're, you're, you have two colors. If you want, and I'm not including white. So, you know, like Dallas is blue, silver, and white. Most teams are you know, Steelers. Black, yellow, or gold, whatever you want to call it, white. What, what are they? I mean, literally, are they every color? Are we going to get burnt sienna in there? You know, stuff called – I mean, it's just weird to me. So, listen, each week they have a theme. I got to tell you, too, George, they wore a jersey the other day, man, and I, I can tweet it out now. I see a picture of it. It threw me off, man. I'm like, what the hell is this? Like, And I even tweeted. I said, duck jerseys are always sick, sick and wicked cool. I said, I don't know what. I said, you guys, I don't know what this is. It was basically the duck jersey, the white jersey, except it had like a bunch of like splattered black dots all over it, George. Like, it literally looked like they went paintball, like, fighting before the game. So, it was like, so it literally looked like someone just took, like, black paint and sort of just, like, like threw it kind of on a jersey and it was sort of black dotish everywhere. Like, except there's a purpose for everything. That's what duck eggs look like. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. yeah there's some nice. special duck egg and it has little black spots. It's the duck egg jersey. Um, they have a lights out, like, yeah, yeah, 327 different combos. I like, like it's team a, I'm, told, I'm looking at when I see a jersey. And 327, I'll never know every combination. I won't know every jersey you got there. It's, not, it's just nuts to me. I like knowing when I, when I look at a team, oh, yeah, that's, that's so-and-so. That's this, 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 that's the, uh, the kids decide, too. The team decides. The team, like, decides which uniform they'll wear each week. <laughs> to bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. 
the collide of football pads, the squeak of shoes on a basketball court, the crack of the bat on a home run, the slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love, all at once. Starting at $40 a month, experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Welcome to the 117th dust-up between the snort and swine of Springfield A&M and the Springfield University Nittany Tide. Oh, doctor, break out the hickory switch. Oh, yeah, thanks, Mean Gene. A shout out to all of our affiliates. Here's XM Channel 204 to Mightier 1090. Uh, Chargers, uh, Chargers, and um, and the Raiders definitely were keeping a close eye on tonight's uh, results. And speaking of the uh, the AFC West, Von Miller goes uh, from the Denver Broncos to the Los Angeles Rams. A lot of football news to get to. We'll get to this with Kurtz, but we're just having fun talking about these jerseys. Here's our boy Ventra. Hey Ventra, look at uh, Ventra in Brooklyn. Look at um, look at my Twitter account with the City Edition jerseys, or look up all the NBA City Edition jerseys. And let me know what you think is the best ones. Me personally, I, I think the Raptors is the coolest one, and I think the Miami Heat. The Heat always knock it out of the park, right? The Heat last year had the Miami Vice version, George. Like that, it was Miami. It was like pink and blue, and like it was cool, like. Yeah, yeah, like basically, like every everyone in the NBA wanted one. Like it was, all, it became like soccer. Like whenever they wore them after the games, George, like players on the other team would want to exchange jerseys. You know what I mean? They'd be like, "Yo, can I get it? Can I get that jersey?" And they sold out. They loved it. It was called the the, the Miami Vice jersey. It was really popular. This year, they came out with another sick one, Miami, which some people don't like it. It's black and it has like different bright colors and it looks like sort of like a ransom like jumble that just says heat. Uh, it's really cool, but somebody had a great tweet. They said it looks like it's a ransom letter for Pitbull. <laughs> Pitbull's from Miami. Like, it does. Like it's cool. Like I saw that. I'm like, man, it's pretty cool actually. Like I would get it, but I don't like the heat. I like their uniforms, but it's just like. As a Raptor fan, I would wear a Sacramento King jersey or something, but the Heat are rivals. I can't wear a Miami Heat jersey, as cool as it is. As cool as it is, and I really do like it. <laughs> Let me ask you, George, as a Yankee fan, what do you think of like the Yankee hats in a million different colors and stuff Hate like it. that? Because I don't like it as a Dodger fan. I was in, you know, I see it. I, I was in a Dodger shop, and they had a couple of different colors, and I was going to tell them, you guys shouldn't be encouraging this. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, like you know, in a pro Dodger shop, you should only have blue Dodger hats. Like, you shouldn't have multicolors. I don't like that. I agree. Uh, navy blue. Navy blue with the NY at the locking. That's it. That is all. I don't like, uh, you know, I don't even like I'm about as patriot as much as anybody. I don't even like it on Memorial Day and July 4th or whatever. <laughs> the, uh, the, the military uh, style. The, com- the, the camouflage stuff. Yeah, it only works for like San that. Diego, man. It was right. there. You know what I mean? It's their That's thing. They Let them do it. Navy is. Yeah, you're right. Good. Let them do it. That's their thing. Everyone didn't have to jump in and do it after. I agree with you. No, I, I said, 
I don't like. I'm not buying. I'm wearing a Yankee jersey right now, right? I, I don't know who I'm wearing. I think, I think it's Don Mattingly, a fan. But uh, so I wear my jerseys all the time. I like it, but I'm not going out and buying a new. I'm, if they make it whatever different, I'm not doing. It. I'm not buying a Yankee camouflage hat. I'm not buying a Yankee. <laughs> no. I'm not buying a St. Patrick's Day hat, which they wear now on St. Patrick's Day in spring training, where it's green with the NY. I'm not doing it. I, I like the blue. See, the Yankees sold out when Notre Dame came to town. They did the Notre Dame Yankee crossover. I was like, oh god, I'm gonna puke. <laughs> no. Not happening. I'm not, I'm I'm not, gonna, I'm not doing it. Nope. Uh, uh, I'm going to pee. That's a random talk of people in our chat. Our boy Paco in San Diego saying the same thing. You know, that, they what about the camouflage. It's true. That was San Diego's thing. They were the first ones to do it. And they did it, and it was cool. And the Navy base is there, and it made sense. It was perfect. Everyone else, you just you tip your cap. I don't mind, George. Put a little flag on your hat. But everyone wearing camouflage, a lot of the jerseys, quite frankly, are ugly, bro. It doesn't look good. My number one P, by the way, is when uh, I know this happens in spring training more than anything else, but when they're both wearing the same damn color. And I get to go play, oh, who's up and who's in the field here? I <laughs> play the Yankees. The Yankees in spring training will always wear their uh, their spring trainings, the dark blues. They don't wear the grays. They, don't wear, they only wear the, uh, the white pinstripes uh, for the first game of spring training. And I'm like, I, get, I don't know who's who's up. Is it the Yankees up or the Braves up? When they play the Twins, same thing. And sometimes in the regular season, when a team wears their alternate jerseys, that will blend in, too, with the road units for the other team. Drives me insane. That's uh, I'm not a fan like. either, George. Too many of the modern baseball jerseys look like uh, spring training uniforms to me or batting practice you know what I mean it's like like basically like the Dodgers they had the city stuff it was all blue I'm like I don't know it looks like sort of a cheap Dodger jersey that's not a real jersey that's what I looked at it like I didn't think I want to buy that I was sort of like I don't know like whatever like you know what I mean like to me like I said, I don't mind. Like uh, I, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a sports fan, so I like some of the jerseys. I like some, some of the angles. Like I said, I think the NBA stuff is pretty cool. Uh, the City Connect stuff is pretty cool. But how about this? The Rams, and this is the future. So the Rams, because normally you you need to apply right years in advance to change your uniform, right, George? Right, you know, stupid rules and stuff. The Rams have applied, and I think they were they it's accepted actually starting next year. They've told the league they want to change their uniform every year. Oh, God. Yeah. And you know other teams can do the same thing. Why? For money. Money, money, money. Because every year you'll have hardcore fans that are – because let's be real, and I'm that guy too. And it sucks. It's it's like an iPhone, George. You don't need the iPhone 9 when you already have the iPhone 8, bro. Yeah, but this one, one, you can put Mickey Mouse ears on your picture. Try telling my wife by the way. Yeah, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Your kids and your wife and people, like, you're a loser if you don't have the new one. So that's, like, the pressure is, you know what I mean? Like, oh, if you're a real fan, you're going to get the new jersey, right? And and they know that. If you're a kid, you want the new one right away. I just bought you a jersey last year, son. Yeah, but I want the new color. I want the new logo. I want the new, you know what I mean? That's the wave of the future. So the Rams are going to change their... I'm not saying they're changing colors. You know what I'm saying? Like they're going to have the same theme, but they're changing the jersey every year. They applied, and that's the wave of the future. Oh, they're going to do anything for money. I have no I, no doubt that's going to keep hearing it. I did not hear about the Rams wanting to change every... I don't like that. I, I like knowing when I look at a team, oh, yeah, that's the Rams. Oh, yeah. That's and the Rams old is the best, isn't it? And they don't even use it. You know what I mean? Like the just the simple ram helmet, like with the blue and yellow, is a beautiful uniform, man. And they don't even use it; they screw it up. You're like making me. 
disappointed now. I, I don't want to see all these teams <laughs> do this every year. I mean, I like having, you know, the memorabilia I have. One of the, my favorite things is I have a, all, all the football helmets, you know, many football helmets of each team. And I, I, I'm actually that nerd who lines them up each week. I've already done it uh, for this week where I line them up with who's playing who. That's how oh, really? I used to do it as a kid. When I was a kid, George, in baseball, I don't remember. The thing I had on the wall was like the mini helmets, and you could move it like the standings. I had it. I used to move the standings on a daily basis when I was a kid. I'd look in the newspaper and I'd move it on my wall in my room. <laughs> so that's Baseball crazy. You're a grown man. Though. It's every day you got to do it. I, I couldn't remember to do it every day. But football, I do it. I have a standings board too with the magnets and all that for football. You know, so, and I enjoy doing it. It's the first thing I do. Uh, the schedule I do during the uh, the Monday night game. Usually during halftime, I'll redo the helmets and the uh, the standings I do. Uh, well, I haven't done yet. I'll probably do it after the show today. And by the way, it helps for the shows. I can look at it and go, oh, yeah, okay, Dallas in first place. All right, this team's in first place. I can look at the schedule next week, and I can see Green Bay's playing Kansas City. You know, by looking at the helmets, because I know what helmets they are. If they start changing jer- changing helmets and changing jerseys, I won't know who these teams are anymore. Uh, I remember Tom Brady was bitching about wearing different numbers. He goes, how the hell am I supposed to know how to pick up guys? And he goes, this is stupid. Um, so, um, yeah, here the, here's the Rams CEO. Um, we plan, uh, plan to be like European soccer clubs. We plan to roll out the, these in the next couple of years, revealing that the team is still working with Nike on alternate uniform designs. Uh, we're going to do one. It'll be next year and maybe one the following year and a combination there of uh, after. Our goal is uh, we're going to get to the point where we're going to unveil a uniform every year. Um, we're going to do, we're going to follow the European soccer model where you come out with an alternate jersey each year as well. Some people like it, some people don't. But yeah, you're going to see it. <laughs> Says the CEO of the Rams. <laughs> oh, I mean, just, just, just. Ugh. What's next? Are we going to put all the ads on the jerseys now? I know we're already doing it in, uh, in some sports anyway. Is that going to be next going to look like NASCAR? I mean, we're going to be ads all over the place. We can make more money yeah. here. Uh, and I, I think well, I was wondering about the, the, the umps, George. I was wondering, what the hell is that lettering on their stuff? You ever see, you know, you notice it? Yes. Like yes XT I or I don't know. It turns out it's a cryptocurrency company or something. But that, I, listen, you can do whatever you want to the umps. I don't care. All right, that's that's the umpires. Uh, uh, I'm okay with that. I, I, I maybe it's hypocritical or you know whatever you want to call it. But I have no problem with the umps. Just don't do it to the teams. Uh, I'm probably even okay with a little patch on the, uh, the sleeve. You really don't see that all that much. But don't put anything on the uh, you know with the umps. It's on that. It's on the opposite breast uh, of the shirt, right? Don't do that in baseball. Where like the you know, the Yankees on the uh, left left breast have the NY. Don't put you know Nike or whatever it is or Exxon on the right one. That would be <laughs> I would, I the best it. is, they always need more money, and they already have so much money, George. Isn't that the thing? It's like, guys, you already you're worth six want. billion already. Like, what do you need more for? Like, you know, that's just it. So, speaking of refs, I hated that taunting penalty, George, against the Giants tonight, and I think that changed the game a little bit. You know what I mean? Like the Giant, maybe like our teaser, the Giants team total. Like if they would have scored and made it 2017, then suddenly it could have been 2020, and it just could have changed everything. And what did he do? I don't know what he said, but words should not be causing a penalty. Like, especially if you're a player and somebody tries to kill you and you make a play in an emotional football game and you get up and you don't, like, slam the ball at him, you don't do anything, you say something to him. It's not the referee's business, like, in my opinion. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if you get up and you tell the ref to go out for himself or you tell the ref that his wife is a skank, then I understand. You know, right? you got a flag called on you. But 
If you say something to a player, that's none of the referee's business, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, these referees, like, stay out of the effing way, man. Like, you know what I mean? Stay out of the way, bro. This taunting stuff's out of control. And I'm talking about the penalties are out of control, George, not the players. Bunch of crap. Like, uh, your boy hit on the other side. Your boy C.D. Lamb got fired for taunting. It was garbage. He didn't deserve that. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. to Sports Rage Late Night with Gabe Marinci on Sports Grid Radio, Sirius XM Channel 204. Hey, huh. I'm with Ian Wong to the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. My favorite team's in it. The Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, ever since I was a boy, I've always loved the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, they're good, but I wouldn't cut out the Denver Broncos. Yeah, I hear that President Clinton is going to be watching with his wife, Hillary. Like that anger match for Cross. This is Sports Rage. I am Renzi. I want to get into the World Series a bit with Kurtz. I just want to say one thing, too, about the Rams. Their their plan has been, I, I am Renzi. We're kicking it. Series 6, M Channel 204, Mightier 1090, Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio Network. Kurtz of Sports Grid is in the house. Um, just think about the Rams. And then the CEO said, well, maybe every two years we're in discussions with Nike because there's only so much they can turn around so fast, right, George? And especially now for anybody that watches the news, uh, besides sports and stuff or in the world, there's a big supply problem, man. There's a chain, chain, the, the distribution chain has been broken due to the pandemic. I mean, the Long Beach, man, they got containers and they're stacked, bro, stacked. I saw in the news here the other day, um... Um, in Vancouver, a uh, a cargo ship cracked open. I don't know what it hit, but whatever. So basically, bro, George, there's like video games and pinball machines and fridges floating in the water and stuff. <laughs> I was thinking, wow, you want to? Basically, there's like thousands of fridges like just floating around in the ocean out there. Environmentalists are not pleased to say the least. We'll put it that way, right? And, so, like, and they, they told people, yeah, don't go out there and try to steal this stuff, all right? It's dangerous, and you know what I mean? It's damaged anyways. Because <laughs> you tell people there's a bunch of, basically, like, a bunch of cargo containers full of everything. They said video games, pinball, like, big arcade machines, appliances, stoves, 
those fridges. They're all just bouncing around the water like ping pongs right now, man. Great, crazy world uh, that we're in. So, um, so, yeah, that's the whole thing, too. Like when the players change their numbers this year, too. They had to pay. You knew that, right, George? They had to pay? Yes, yes, yes. They had to buy their own jerseys. <laughs> Every jersey. The numbers uh, don't kill me about them changing it. But once again, it's we're comfortable, right? I know, I know, I knew the old numbers. I, I talk about players. I talk about positions. I knew, you know, this guy was this number. This guy was that number. Now they change them. I got to learn it all over again. And it, it is a little weird, you know, to see uh, like Jalen Smith when he was at the Cowboys had Tony Romo's number. You know, Micah Parsons, who's a linebacker, has Danny White's number. That's how I look at it. You know, the old uh, the old Cowboys that were there. So it's a little strange saying that, but uh, I'm okay with it. That doesn't bother me anywhere near as much as the change in uniforms. George Kurt, Sports Grid Radio Networks. So, George, we hit with the Giants. We hit the Danny Dimes, you and I. We had a lot of the same picks. We hit the Jones over touchdown prop. It's a good thing that we did. Uh, it would have been nice to see more points in the game. That was a little frustrating. That's the thing that frustrated me. Listen, I, I have no complaints. Uh, lost a couple of them, but they, I hit the anytime touchdown with Ingram, so that was good. I obviously lost oh, good play. On, uh, the over. Yeah, uh, so good. That, and I did very well in the hockey. I hit six. You know what's? I don't know if this is just a, a, the gambler in me, but I hit six out of the seven props I had in the Edmonton game. I told you I was all over Edmonton in this. But you know what bothers me? The one I didn't hit. Because that was Connor McDavid over a point and a half. And I was just right. Even though I hit six or seven, oh, I'm yeah. mad, but then I missed the McDavid because they had scored five goals and he only had one. How's that possible? It still bothers me a little. I'm watching the third period. I'm all the last. Uh, I should like, have bet in the score goal. That bothers me Something. that I didn't bet Anything. on in the score. Ovi didn't yes. score tonight either. It was frustrating. Yeah, I couldn't watch much of that game because we were on air. But uh, I don't think I would have bet him anyway because it was Tampa Bay Vasilevsky. That's that's a tough one. But uh, I don't think I would have gone with Ovi. I meant to do McDavid's shots on goal, but I, uh, I forgot about doing that one. I don't know if he would have got it anyway. But I know he had four at one point. I think it was four and a half offhand. So if everybody was wondering who the hell, if you know what, when you saw Gore out there, I was thinking, what, Frank Gore? This guy never retires. So people are wondering, Derek Gore. Derek Gore had zero carries in his NFL career entering tonight. Seven rushes for 41 yards and a TD on the Chiefs' last drive. No Chief running back has had that many yards on a drive since Damian Williams in 2019. It's weird, weird stuff, huh, George? You never know, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I, I, like sports. I thought, I thought sports about it's a weird. too when I first saw it. I'm like, really? When they sign him, I know they signed it. What, they got him now. I thought it might be Frank Gore. Then I'm like, he's too small. There's no way Frank Gore lost all that weight. Got that small. <laughs> I, know, yeah. I swear to God, when I saw Gore too at first, I was like, man, damn, Gore looks good for like a 40 year old. <laughs> That's what exactly. I saw. Like when he was standing there, I was like, man, this guy's in good shape. Because I thought I was like, man. I was like, he's old, but he looks in pretty good shape. And then I actually thought to myself, I was like, no, nah, man, he's not playing, man. It's got to be another Gore. <laughs> and right. it's Derek Gore. Because just for the record, I feel like less of an idiot now that the fact is that Derek Gore didn't have a single carry ever before, right? <laughs> so it's not like, oh, I should have known who this guy was. I, I, I'd have probably felt more like an idiot if it was Frank Gore. I'm like, he got signed? When? How did I know? I know. <laughs> right? I, I mean, all I do is watch news all day or uh, Twitter all day, and I don't hear about Frank Gore signing. I mean, so how is this possible? He looked good, though, uh, uh, Derek Gore. He looked actually very quick, very fast. I know uh, fantasy people were getting upset because Darrell Williams, uh, who he was taking away carries from in that touchdown, were not very happy. Is it Darrell or Darrell? I think it's Darrell. 
I'd have to look it up. Like I said, I actually never heard about him either until he played tonight. <laughs> yeah, I think it, I don't know. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. You know what looks good, actually? I don't know, man. You plug these running backs in. Um, as you see, you know, we've seen time and time again. Look in Cleveland. Uh, we saw it uh, with that kid. But um, Khalil Herbert, the kid in Chicago, he looks pretty good. I don't know, the running back. Whenever I see him, like, uh, you know, if they get in the ball, the problem is they fall behind all the time. So that them them falling behind uh, certainly certainly doesn't help. All right, George, let's get into the World Series uh, here. Updated numbers, and I was I was wondering, and I was sort of perplexed. How was I going to approach this? Because I bet the series to go six games before it started. All right, and at plus two hundred. Um, and now the Houston Astros are plus two hundred to win the World Series. So and I kind of like the Astros. So basically, I was thinking I should just take the Astros now at plus two hundred, and if they lose tomorrow, then I still make money because it's two bets at plus two hundred because I already have the series to go six at plus two hundred, and if they don't, if it goes seven, then I have the Astros at plus two hundred in Game Seven, George. I think that's the best way to go for somebody that has this to go six at plus two hundred. It's an interesting game tomorrow. Uh, all right, Max Freed. Going for Atlanta. He hasn't pitched well. Last couple of starts, he's not pitched well at all here. Uh, he got bombed early in the last game. Did end up giving him five innings. Gave him some length. Uh, and you're going against Louis Garcia, who's going on early rest. And I thought Dusty Baker, I don't know how you felt about this, but I thought Dusty Baker got sort of lucky in game four because he kept Framber Valdez in there. Get the grand slam in the first inning. Then he sort yeah. of calmed down, ended up going five runs. He's lucky that Houston was scoring that night. So I think it's an interesting game tomorrow because I don't know what to, what to expect from Garcia. He's a rookie as it is, and I'm going on him on short rest. Can, can he go one time through the lineup? I, I don't know. I honestly don't know. There's also going to be better weather. Remember, uh, Atlanta was pretty miserable over the weekend. They were in Atlanta. It was rainy. It was a little cool there. Well, Houston's indoors. The dome, right. So that, I think offense is Well, I guess they off. can slide it open a little bit. But, yeah, you know what I mean. You know what I mean? Well, MLB uh, ordered them to open a game, uh, for game two. Houston did not want it open. They want it closed because the fan noise, you know, if it's enclosed area, blah, 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 it's louder. But, uh, you know, I was going to say Bud Southwick. Manfred ordered them to open it for game two. I don't know what he's going to do for game six. They haven't said. So Why would he order them to open it? For the visual of it? I guess the visual. It's the only thing I can think of. I didn't hear a reason why. I just, know, I just know that Houston was not happy. And they thought it would be closed because I think it rained in Houston earlier that day. But it cleared up. George, the, the, the home team should be able to decide whatever they want to do. I agree. That's I, I the whole – it's our field. We decide, no, we're going to open a roof tonight. Like, dude, like the Blue Jays used to – like George used to – like fans used to complain sometimes. It'd be like, oh, it's a nice summer night. Why would you close the roof? Because the pitcher on the hill likes it that way. You know what I mean? Like they would, have, they would realize, yeah, this guy, man, when there's a wind and 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 a dome, when there's the open air, he gives up home runs. When he doesn't, it the ball stays in the park, right? There's reason for this stuff, people. That's garbage that baseball would control they whether they can open a roof or not. Should be up to the home team. I agree. I agree. They wholeheartedly agree. Think about what Houston did. It ended up screwing themselves over, but they watered down that field. That field might as well have been a river in Houston games one and two because. The Braves have better base runners. They want to slow them down. The Gurriel got thrown out. Remember when Gurriel hit the ball? Oh, he slid. He stopped. He slid and stopped. Yeah, it was like he slid and quicksand. Whoop, whoop. He's not reaching the base. Is that why he stopped? Because they over, they kept overwatering it in between innings. They kept doing it, it too. It looked like that to me. That was because uh, they made it. They said it on the, uh, I think, at the ESPN Baseball Tonight, the pregame show. Like, wow, they wore this field a lot heavy. And they said, yeah, they want to slow down the uh, the Braves on the paths. And I said, end up screwing them. You know, that's that's a lot of clay that's in there. It's not just regular dirt. And, man, 
Yeah, he just stopped. I mean, I, and I started laughing. I'm like, oh, you screwed yourself over there. That would have been a double if not for that. At least I think he would have got in there. So, uh, but, but that, once again, that's home field advantage. You should be allowed to do that. Remember back in Tiger Stadium, the old days? The Tigers oh, yeah. let the grass grow like two feet because Trammell and Whitaker, as good as they were, had no range. So they want those ground balls to slow down so they can get to them. And so yeah. some teams, they. Like, and in a lot of those teams, you're right. And in the old days, too. Yeah. The, I mean, that, the that's Expos. Home field. That's home field. The Expos, the Phillies, all those teams, too, when they used to play on the AstroTurf, they would have fast teams, and they'd like it fast like that, right? They'd make the turf even, like, thinner and, like, faster, right? The Bears are known for it in the NFL, not cutting the grass, just to make it a little, hey, listen, like, you you do it, right? Hey, the Chiefs are coming to town. Let's just make the grass thicker, right? So it's a little bit, it'll slow them down. But, as you stated, if you go too far, then you just screw yourself over, so let, let me say that. Who do you think is going to be the MVP? Because, you know, I'm buying in right now Freddie Freeman if the Braves win, considering Freddie Freeman has hit safely in all five games of the World Series. He's 11 for 31, 355 with three home runs, seven RBIs, and five runs scored in his last nine games. Everybody has stepped up for Atlanta. I think it's been a, a collective team effort, George. But with these type of numbers and the fact that the media like him, I think it's a play, and I, you know, I'm surprised that it's still plus 700. I'm going to bet it, uh, I, even though I have. I'm going to take the Astros. A couple. Of, I'm going to sprinkle around, try to make some money on this. If you're picking an MVP for, from both teams, I'll start off with Atlanta. Who's the MVP for Atlanta? Not who you think, but who do you think they're going to vote for? I do think it's Freeman right now in the clubhouse, but it could easily be if Solar hits a big home run, could be him. Duval could be him if he hits the big hit tomorrow. I don't think it's by any any way that it's automatic here. I could see it being Will Smith too, or someone from the bullpen. But Will Smith's had a great, uh, a, he's going to have a great playoffs than a great series here, but he hasn't let up a run. I could see it being him if he can get the save tomorrow. Maybe he goes multiple innings. I could certainly see it being Will Smith because no one's dying. Be a little vegan. I told you one guy, Kurtz, here. Come on, you got to give me a guy. <laughs> I have to give you a guy. I'll go with Freeman because the one thing you said there is so true. He is loved by everybody. Loved by everybody. He's a great story with some of the things he's gone through in life. Uh, if I had to go with one guy, Freeman. Yeah, and he's 7-1. Seven, seven to one. <laughs> seven to one. As far as Houston is concerned, what if Houston wins? I tell you, a guy who's kind of flying under the radar here is Gurriel. 19 of 57, hitting 333 uh, in the postseason. But they've never really put up massive numbers. But if the Braves win, but you're right, man. Listen, uh, Soler's, cause Soler hasn't been overly like consistent with every at-bat, but he's come up with big things historically leading off the home run in the World Series. He's had a couple of big hits along the way. Riley's heated up a little bit. He stepped up with a couple of big hits. Freeman's been the most consistent one now. He's he, you know, he's he's on fire and he's the popular one. And then you know, we got a break coming up, George. So think about it on the other side if you had to take a Houston Astro. So the odds are Soler is six to one. Riley's plus six fifty. Freeman is seven to one. Duvall is plus seven fifty. Altuve is nine to one. Travis Darno ten to one. Kyle Tucker thirteen to one. Michael Brantley fourteen to one. Eddie Rosario, 19. More on the other side. We'll break down the World Series odds and MVP odds. Bring it. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Is America's primary system working? 
Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Ah, the sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Chaconi's asking about uh, Ian Anderson. So, George, Ian Anderson, of course, had that no-hitter going. He's 20-1 to to win the MVP. He would pitch in Game 7, so there's a lot of ifs if you bet on Ian Anderson to win the MVP. Correct. Number one, you don't know if it's going seven games. And number two... I don't know. Like, I don't even think it's a case where they're going to be leave him in longer. They don't want him facing anyone three times. So, even if he pitched well again... You add it all up, what? He, so he pitched eight innings, right? No one's giving you the MVP because you pitched four good innings twice, right? Unless, I don't know, if he had a no-hitter again and threw five innings in a game seven and they won. There's a lot of ifs with Ian Anderson. I get it. It sort of makes sense. But when you actually break it down, I don't think it happens. I doubt it. But uh, Ian Anderson, as far as pitching in the playoffs, period, has some of the best numbers all time. Now it's a He's 4-0 in his score. career. It's it's his ERA I think is one point six seven offhand that rings a bell in my head. So it, it's crazy what his numbers are. If you were to tell me he goes five plus in, just at least five and go, gets to win in Game Seven, assuming he goes, yeah, I think he'd win it. I do unless it's you know five innings, four runs, something, something like that. But he goes That's five a good innings, point. Yeah. one run. I think he would win it here. Uh, and you know when you go about Houston, you want to talk about an unlikely guy, but there's no one that really sticks out. You mentioned uh, Guriel, but only two RBIs. Tucker is also six for eighteen, but no RBIs. How about Jose Urquidy? He's only got six innings. He's got two wins. Got two wins. Wow. ZRA, you know, he's so, he, that'd be a wild card. I don't think he would win a game. I don't. You know, it's Jose Urquidy. Who even knows who he is? And his ERA is three. You know, he hasn't pitched lights out, but he's, he's got the two wins there. Maybe he does something in game seven. Man, it's just, so who's going to start game seven for Houston? They don't know, right? They don't know. They have no They exact. wouldn't know. I wow. Mean, yeah, you know what? That's a good call. They probably would trust him. He's gave him four innings, man. He's been there before, right? Dusty, you're a good call. And Dusty would go to Zach. <laughs> How about Zach Greinke with that pinch hit? How badass was that? He's got two hits. Two hits. Go, Zach. Go. He's better hitter than a lot of the players are. Not even kidding. Thanks, George. Uh, great day today. Stepping up on GTD. Thanks for joining us. Who wins tomorrow? Houston or Atlanta? Houston. We're getting game time. 
You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.